latest episode of the ENS of Villa podcast, sponsored by Adoption at Heart. My name's Johnny Drury, and as always, I'm alongside Villa correspondent and ENS chief sports writer Matt Mayer to chat over the latest goings-on down at Villa Park. And that latest going-on, Matt, at Villa Park was quite a low one in the uh, in Villa's season, a 4-0 defeat to Tottenham on Saturday. Didn't sound great, didn't look great from the clips that I'd seen. It was a, a tough really? afternoon by the sound of things. Did you not see any clips of the first half then? Not the well, not the first half, highlights I saw, almost very uh, slender highlights. So uh, just some of the afternoon <laughs> up for us, Matt. On the, on the <laughs> result side, it was... Uh, yeah, it was the heaviest great. defeat of the season. It wasn't the worst performance, not by, not by a long way. Um, it was uh, it was a strange, strange in some respects in that it was a, a uh, probably a step forward in a way. Uh, going forward, uh, they had everything but the but the finish in the first half. They probably should have won the game in the first half. Um, they came up against uh, goalkeeper in Hugo Lloris in inspired form. Um, and they didn't take their chances. You know, they uh, we'll, we'll touch on that point and come back to that point in a second. But they also came up against the Tottenham side who are playing really well. And in Harry Kane, uh, Son Hyung Min, and Dejan uh, Kulusevski have um, you know a front three who can probably compete with you know with anybody right now. Uh, they're right up there. I mean, Son and Kane in particular are fantastic players. That's not news to anyone, but they're in particularly good form at the minute. Um, and they were clinical, um, you know. Villa contribute to their own downfall. Don't there's any, any question about that. But um, you know, you can't take away from the fact that Spurs is opening goal in three minutes. That there's probably ten players maybe in the Premier League who score from the position that Son Heung-min is in. Uh, and you can focus on the defending, and we will focus on the defending. But you've also got to say, take your hat off sometimes and say, well, you know, they are, yeah. you know, just fantastic players. Um, from Villa's point of view, you know, yeah, you could say they were unlucky. The scoreline was harsh, very harsh. You know, it was, you know, wasn't a four-nil game by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, it, it's faintly ludicrous that Villa didn't score. One and as as I said before, really, um, it could quite easily have been them dishing out the hammering. But then, yeah. you know, you look at some of the saves Larice pulled off, and the two or three. I mean, two in particular: one from Jacob Ramsey um, at close range, and then the Coutinho free kick right on half time, which Coutinho from a from a tight angle uh, hit it, tried to catch him out of the near post, and hit it about as probably as well as you can. Um, and you know, Larice has managed to, to to get a hand on it to push it out before it crosses the line, and then got a bit of luck really with the fact that you know the defenders were able to clear it. But but he's doing everything he can there. Um, even in those two chances, you look at the goals Villa conceded, and Emmy Martinez has been given zero chance of you know repeating those heroics. Uh, you know, two of Son's goals went in off the post. Uh, Kulosevsky's was, was right in the, you know, this, you know, as close as you can get to the post without hitting the post, you know, hit across the goalkeeper, and and there's the difference really, um, you know, that's, you know, your top class finishers, you know, do not give the goalkeeper a chance, the chance to be the hero, um, you know, as good as as well as Lloris played, and, and it, it, you know, so, you know, bizarre for you know a team to win four nil and for their goalkeeper to be in the frame yeah. for for man of the match. Um, you know, it's um, you know, the, you know the, the, the top players do not give the goalkeeper a chance. One of the more sobering aspects, perhaps, from Villa's point of view, 
as far from the result is that they aspire to these you know to be where Spurs are and you know Spurs have got Harry Kane you know one of the you know who who might just be what you know, one of the the greatest players in the history of English football they've got some young men perhaps the most underrated player in the Premier League um and they're not guaranteed top four, not by a long stretch, um, you know, and, and that's the standard. And, you know, Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings are very good players, you know. Um, Danny Ings in particular has had a, had a decent Premier League career. You know, Watkins, I know he hasn't had a, you know, perhaps hit the heights of last season, but, you know, I think there's a, you know, he's showing, you know, what, what the kind of player he can be. But, um, you know, that next level or that next level, so maybe, set, you know, that, that top level, uh, that top four level really is, you know, really is something. And, um, you know, I think for, for not, it's not particularly just on Villa, but for any aspiring club to watch those two at Spurs and, and realise that Spurs are, you know, no better than top six at the minute, guarantee it is, you know, a bit sobering, really. Yeah, and like you said there, you know, we'll come on to the defending in a bit, but, the, you know, the chances that Villa had in the first half, you know, I've, I've just had a look in your, or your reports, you know, they were really good opportunities. As we said, there are things that that do make the difference between the sides that are up there and and, and where Villa are at the moment, and and them those chances at least one you know has to go in. One of them goes in in the first half. It is a is a different game, I suppose. Yeah, That's I think if Villa equal, you know Villa equalised, then you know they um, it, it changed the game. There was really there was a lot to like about the performance in the first half. They they got in you know Tottenham's face. Um, you know some of the nonsense that I've seen on on social media, which I don't really want to get into, to be honest, because I don't want to give it the oxygen of uh, publicity about some of the some of the challenges. I mean, there was a really bad challenge from Ashley Young late in the game, which was you know a yellow card challenge all day, where he, he's just basically booted Harry Kane because it was a you know we've had enough of this nonsense kind of uh, kind of kind of tackle. Uh, the kind I used to make during my own yeah, football career, when you, basically the opposition is just better than you, and you just get frustrated. Um, but in the first half, you know, it was it, Villa were tough, but but fair. Um, you know, Matt Doherty's had a, a very unfortunate, um, you know, kind of injury. Um, yeah, after a challenge by Matty Cash, which which wasn't a foul, which was completely, you know, a, a tough but fair challenge. And you know, some of the things I've seen on Twitter this morning, I think. Uh, Perhaps people who should know better, um, they might want to wonder whether, you know, Doherty's done more damage to that injury by by playing on twice, uh, despite having you know been assessed by the by the physios than 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 the original challenge itself. But uh, but yeah, that that was the it was the aggressive um, approach that we'd expected to see from Villa against Arsenal, uh, against uh, against Wolves, but less so West Ham because I think we touched on that game before where it. It was a game between two teams who played 60 hours previously and, and looked every inch that kind of game. But yeah, you know, the first half against Arsenal and, and Wolves where Villa had really just not got going. You know, they were there on Saturday. You know, they got into, into the, the face of the opposition and they caused, you know, endless problems. I mean, it was it's difficult to remember Villa dominating a game like that um, in, in a long while where, you know, the, the, the ball Tottenham just could not get out of their half. Um but having, you know, you did wonder, you know, with I think the factor in the second half was Villa had given so much in that first half, and they really could have had the game won by half time. It's no exaggeration uh, that to, to have not scored, to actually be trailing, um, having played so well, um, you know, they, they, it had taken probably quite a bit out of them. 
Um, doesn't excuse, I think, what you know the frailties and and the reason they ended up losing four nil. Um, but you know, you, you you still can't take away from the fact that if they repeat that first half performance or even get close to it against most op- opponents in this division, then they will win games. You know, um, particularly moving forward now as, as the fixture list gets slightly easier. Yeah, I can sense the frustration in your voice, Matt. About not finding a goal in that in that no, no frustration, <laughs> not really, not frustration from our part. I mean, it doesn't matter a jot to me, to be honest. Um, but um, I am slightly frustrated by the um, by some of the social media nonsense. It may be a sudden thing. I don't know. We had the same thing after the Arsenal game. Um, I, I just I just don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, you know, I, I do think there just seems to be a movement now to to make football a, a non-contact sport and um, when you see you know tough tackling like you saw in the Man City-Liverpool game yesterday which was a fantastic game for some for some reason there's a set of supporters now who seem to not like that I just don't get it I just really don't get it but there, you were, there we are there we are um, we've talked about you know them positives in that first half the second period you know I've read Jared's comments I've seen some of the goals the defending has been something that's been questioned you know, when it comes to Villa, a number of times this season. And well, you you were case. at Molyneux for the week before. Yeah, Molyneux, and you yeah. saw it firsthand with the first goal. Um, yeah. And I'm afraid, you know, it was uh, you know Esri Cons had a bit of a nightmare there at Molyneux, and and again, you know, he had he suffered on on Saturday, and it was long ball. You know, um, you know, midfield is an issue for Villa. It's the biggest issue. It's the issue they need to fix most. You fix a lot of problems by putting say Calvin Phillips or a player of Calvin Phillips's ilk into that midfield but you can't ignore the problems they've got in defence either and it was long ball I mean you know it was not a midfield problem on Saturday because Tottenham took the midfield out of the equation you know they went the first three goals are all you know route one effectively um, you know a poor header from Konza for the first one admittedly as I've said you know great finish by Son you know the second one Konza loses in the challenging the air with Kane and you know Kulisevsky gets too much room to shoot. Um, that was still admittedly a very good finish. And then the th- you know the third goal was was probably the you know the the worst one from that that point of view because um, you know Konzo got stuck in no man's land. You know went to challenge you know challenge Kane in the centre circle for a header. Why I don't know. I mean who cares if Harry Kane wins a header in the centre circle? But all that he did by moving forward and not getting there was open up the space for Son to run into. Um, behind and you know it was uh, you know, top class from Kane let's not take that away from him you know the little look over the shoulder and the flicked header um, but also you know but but you know really poor from a de- from a defensive point of view and Villa have conceded 46 goals now this season which is as uh, as many goals as they conceded in the whole of last season um, and with seven games to go so I think undoubtedly world midfield is going to be the top priority this summer, their defence won't be a million miles behind. I think, you know, you're looking now at the spine of the team and thinking, yep, goalkeeper, good enough. But the rest of that spine, and we've already touched on the strikers and the finishing, defence, midfield, attack, that's probably, you know, your focus is on, on strengthening that spine. Well, well, it is going to be the focus, you know, it's not, no question of it might be, it will be the focus. Yeah, Gerard's alluded to a couple of times, isn't he, at Wolves as well, about per- he talked about personnel and Saturday. Well, more than a couple of times. I mean, yeah. Yeah, this is going back now to probably yeah. before the Brighton game. I mean, seven games ago, probably now, 
Um, you know, this is nothing new. Um, you know, it, it's quite clear that this is going to be a big summer. Um, but it feels like at the minute that it's getting bigger with every passing week because you're seeing defeats and you're seeing more, you know, more and more problems. I mean, th the fact is that, you know, it's, it's, it's a good rule in sport that you're never as far behind as you think and you're never as far in front as you think either. As I said, you know, a midfield presence, the likes of Phillips, you know, Villa's version of Declan Rice, I think we wrote that after West Ham, you know, Phillips and Rice, I mean, Phillips will be the, you know, a big target in the summer. You know, the chances of getting him are probably slim, but you're looking at that that type of player. Put one of those in Villa's team and it improves them considerably. Um, gives them that bit more balance. But, you know, the, the, it, 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 it's shaping up to be fairly significant, um, a significant shake-up. And, you know, this really now becomes a big finish to the season. Mm -hmm. Um, for Steven Gerrard really because he has the opportunity to go into the summer in a very strong position if Villa can finish the season strong um, because you know if he if he's got a clear idea of where he wants to go uh, then he'll probably get, you know he'll, he'll be able to call more shots with a strong finish of the season because you know at the minute you'd say the majority of the focus look, falls on recruitment and you have to say that the two windows preceding Gerrard's arrival have not really delivered uh, considering the money spent when you look at the, those players and, and what they've brought to the squad and not really moved Villa on. So, you know, there's a bit of, you know, at the minute you're saying that the, the, the pressure is on the players who have, you know, not really lived up to expectation, but also the recruitment team. Um, but Gerard himself, you know, needs to, you know, kind of avoid coming under scrutiny, losing goodwill of supporters and, and, and faith, perhaps a little faith in the boardroom. You know, if Villa continue sliding, um, you know, they need a win. They need a few wins to turn things around and just you know kind of restore that bit of confidence moving forward. Yeah, like you said, Gerard's spoken numerous times about a, a shake up, and you talked there about the spine. You know, defence, centre field, you know, forward line. Just from your personal opinion, Matt, from what you've seen around that, what are there any other areas that Villa need to target? In the summer? No, I think that I think that's pretty much. I think that's it. You know, I, 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 look, you're gonna. It's gonna. Outgoings will dictate incomings. You know, we've we've touched on this before. You can't just keep throwing money at it. You can't just stockpile players. Um, this is the issue. I mean, it's an issue at um, you know at Albion as well, uh, and and to a lesser extent Warsaw. To the point that I'm actually thinking of writing a column about it this week, <laughs> because it is hard to get players out these yeah. days. Getting players out is the hardest thing. Getting players out that you want to get out is, is even harder. Um, you know, and, and, and it's all very well saying, well, you know, maybe it's time to move on. For example, Morgan Sanson, who hasn't really, you know, looked the part, doesn't look to be the answer for where Villa want to get to. But, you know, moving these players out is, is easier said than done. Um, no division. Uh, or, sorry, no league in the world pays more than the Premier League. So, you know, you, for players to leave, you know, they might have to take pay cuts, and uh, it's it's very difficult to, to to move players out. So, I think as as a minimum, you are looking at to, to bring in a new centre back, a new midfielder, and another striker potentially. Um, probably striker is, um, you know, kind of of the three, probably the one where you you know of least importance 
I would I would say at the moment. Um, but it will depend on on what you can do in terms of moving players out as well. Um, you know, you you probably, you know, yeah, it's diff- it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, you know, you. I mean, Villa still have Lovra Kalinic, I think, on the books for another fifteen months. And you might say, "Who is Lovra Kalinic? Do you know who no, Lovra Kalinic is?" Not a clue. Well, precisely. <laughs> but you know, he's he's been on Villa's books now for three and a half years. He hasn't played a game in more than three years. He's currently on loan. Hajduk split. Um, and it's a player they played seven seven million for Croatia international. I mean, it, you just can't get you know getting these players out is, is not straightforward. Um, you know, smile sometimes and, and look. You know, hey, it's supporters. You know, go for it. It's it's great to to fantasise about some of the business that could be done. But you know, it's it's sometimes you hear oh we'll we'll get get so and so out. It's, it's not that easy. You know, you've got to have clubs that want to take them, and you've got to have you know the players wanting to go. Um, you know that's going to be headache. No, it's not just headache for Villa; it's a headache for all clubs uh, in the Premier League. But but you know that is going to be that is going to dictate the um, you know the, the, the summer business and just how much um, they're able to do and just how much of a shake up Stephen Gerrard is able to give it. Yeah, is it a case? I think it's like you say there. You mentioned it about Villa and, and Albion, which obviously I know a bit more of. You know, watching Albion every week and Walsall to an extent as well. Is it a case across football where clubs might get to a point when they, you know, they might not hand out as long longer contracts if if you like. Well, they, they, um, yeah. Well, they're going to have to look at it. To be honest, you know, it, this is this is yeah. I say it's not a Villa issue. It's not an Albion issue. It's it, it's a football yeah. issue, and, and and it's a Premier League issue specifically because because the Premier League it's. It, one of you know the Premier League has an advantage over the other clubs um, in Europe, you know, and, and this is why you saw the issue with the European Super League. They've just got so much money; they've got the monopoly on on money, and that means you can pay more. It means you can attract the big players. Um, but once you've signed these players and you've put them on big contracts, you better hope they deliver, because otherwise, you know. You're pretty much stuck with them. I mean, look at look at some of the the players that Villa have moved out. You know, that have had to, have cancelled the contracts off. Berke Bjarnes and you know Orhan Neuland. I mean, yeah, okay, these weren't massive fees, but you know, it's it's the same thing. Um, you know, it's very difficult to get takers for these clubs because yeah. um, you know Trezeguet, for example. You know, who is going to take? Who is going to pay Trezeguet the money that he's on at Villa? You know, yeah. it, 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 this, this is it. This is why he's out on loan at Turkey, in Turkey, and you hope, you know, you, you're, you're hoping, you, you, you hope that, you know, with some players, you know, some players just want to play, and we'll we'll pre- prepared to, you know, take the cut, but if you've got say three or four years left on a contract, then, you know, you're not gonna. <laughs> You're not going to accept, you, you know. You, you're not going to just give that up, are you? Yeah. So, and fa- uh, fans, fans will say, "Oh, they should do." But why? If well, they've been offered that contract, they're, yeah, they're not the exactly, one who's offered exactly. themselves that contract. This, this is why. This is why you've got to. If you're going to spend the money, if you're going to spend big money, and Villa have spent big money, you've got to keep nailing the recruitment. You know, they had yeah. a very good window. Um, that that second season, um, after getting up. 
you know, the Martinez, Watkins, Cash window is very, very good. Uh, I'd actually say the 2019 window, if you went back and, and did look to review review of that now, considering the business they did, you know, didn't work out, you know, too badly. Um, but, you know, the, the, this is where they've been spending big money now, you know, the, 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 the January 2021 window, the summer 2021 window, and those players have not really delivered what was expected. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, it, 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 it's like I say, it's a big summer. It's a difficult summer in many ways because you've got a, um, you, 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 there's a few players there that you might want to find, uh, decide that, look, they're not up to it um, and we need to try and cash in, get our, um, get our money back, so to speak, or as much of our money back as we can. Um, and that's difficult. It is difficult. It's going to, you know, that's the big challenge. That's the big challenge. The spending money bit's relatively easy. <laughs> it really is, you know. Yeah. It's, um, so it's going to be interesting because what you know, look, we're nowhere near this point yet, but, and I don't, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not suggesting it will happen with Villa, but you look at Everton and the money that they've spent and the position they're in, um, you know, that's that's the uh, that's the warning. Manchester United are the warning as well. In terms, yeah. you know, relative to where Manchester United should be for the expense of that team, and you know, while we're on that subject, don't rule. You know, they will keep sliding. I know it's Man United, and everyone thinks, well, it's, it's Manchester United, but you know, they are they are where they deserve to be uh, at the minute. They are they're probably not a top six team. Yeah, no, I think you're. Uh, I think you're right. Just on a on a point, just before we talk on some some other stuff unrelated to, to Saturday, um, Luca Dina suffered a shoulder injury, Matt, and, and looks to be out for the, the remainder well, of the season. The he's had a, we've not had an update. Yet. He's had a diff- um, he's had a difficult difficult start to his Villa career. Isn't he yeah, he's been un- unlucky. Um, he's yeah, he's, he's been unlucky. You know what can you do? Uh, it was totally innocuous on on Saturday. Uh, I mean, how many collarbones get broken on football pitches? Not many. It's not an injury um, you hear much about, is it? No, no. Well, I, you know, kind of with my, you know, cycling fan hat on. When I saw the way he was holding his shoulder, I did wonder, you know, collarbone. That's that's the, generally the accepted pose. Uh, but you generally do that by coming off your bike and smashing your shoulder off the off the tarmac. Um, it's very, it's pretty difficult to do on a, you know, playing football. But um, yeah, kind of just sums up the. You know his misfortune, and you know, look, he's he's gonna if he is out, if he is, you know, what they fear, and he's out for the season. Well, you know, he's he's got the summer to to recover and come back flying in in pre-season. Yeah, yeah, we wish him. But uh, wish I, him. I suppose the the, the 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 issue for Villa is, you know, letting Matt Target now go into Newcastle doesn't look such a great move. Easy to be wise yeah. in in hindsight. Um, Ashley Young is obviously the, the left back cover, uh, you know, and hasn't played kind of, you know, hasn't started. Well, he, you know, he, he would be looking to start seven consecutive games. I don't think he's done that all season. I don't think he got close to starting seven consecutive games. So, yeah, um, not ideal. Thinking of adoption? We have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the black country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. 
The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book onto the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place or, alternatively, you can call 01902 553818. Being an adoptive parent can be challenging, but it also brings great rewards. If you're interested in finding out more, please contact Adoption at Heart today by visiting adoptionatheart.org.uk. Yeah, yeah, as you say, we wish uh, we wish Luca Dean all the best. He had a tough start to life at Villa Park injury wise um, just three other topics now just on some news that, that sort of um, we read about in the Express and Star last week Matty Cash signed a, a new deal uh, Matt just in your opinion has he been one of Villa's better performers this season and, and obviously good news that he signed a yeah, long term no, deal yeah he absolutely has um, I, th- I would say he's, he's probably between him and Jacob Ramsey for player of the season um, admittedly you know there aren't too many candidates. There's not many players that have had um, had outstanding campaigns. I wouldn't say that Cash had an outstanding campaign. There's been some in different performances, you know, in there. But but you know he he has um, he has largely kicked on. Um, you know I've been you know largely very good um, the last couple of months. Um, you know he's uh, yeah he's he. he, he He's he's uh, he's become a you know a, a more consistent threat in attack, you know, defensively solid, and and his work rate and his just general attitude is I think exactly what they're looking for. Um, you know he's he's all in as as Stephen Gerrard would say, um, and yeah you know he, he deserved it. You know there was there was talk that he was he was linked. You know that, that Atletico Madrid might come in for him in in the summer. Um, Obviously, that's you know him signing the new deal is a is a big boost for for Villa in that respect um, because you know the fullback positions and look I know Luca Dean hasn't had the greatest start to life at Villa you know injury illness and he's been probably no more than okay so far but I do think the fullback positions are you know in the first eleven are where Villa are pretty you know stronger than stronger than in uh, in other places yeah so. you've you've uh, you've come up with two names for a player of the season award there more, one more than we come up with for West Brom this morning we could only come up with one so <laughs> who was uh, that Matt Clark that's all we could come up with we couldn't really? even think of another one yeah so uh, so yeah there we go just on a, on another you met you well you've already mentioned Calvin Phillips's name you know being linked with Villa um, obviously Manchester United are, are the other side that are, that are interested in him it sounds like for Gerard he's going to be sort of Priority number one potentially. Yeah, um, yeah. Him, Eve Bissouma. Obviously, they went for in January. Yeah, uh, he'll only have twelve months left on his contract, so that is a uh, yeah. He'll be again in the frame. Um, but yeah, it's 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 midfield uh, first and foremost, and then you know defense after that. Um, but yeah, just look, look rebuilding, and and obviously you know Philip Coutinho, who. Again, for the first forty-five minutes on Saturday was absolutely outstanding, um, but then faded in the second half. Which uh, it's a it's a tricky one with Coutinho because 
you know, if you look at his body of work at Villa so far, there'd probably be only three or four games where he's, you know, turned up. But when he turns up, boy, does he turn up. And, yeah. and I just think that you are not going to get a player of that quality for that fee, 33 million. Um, and, yeah, uh, you know, it, 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 if they can get an agreement on salary, which won't be straightforward, then I think you do that. You do that deal. Yeah, do that deal because um, he's just uh, you know on, on his day he's just too good, and his performance on Saturday could quite have easily been a match-winning one. You know, with the chances he created. Um, you know, just uh, yeah, he's uh, he's top class. So um, you know, that will be again. You know, one of the first things on the agenda yeah certainly just on Phillips you know it's interesting you mentioned there before we're talking about Everton and Manchester United and, and United are sort of still falling what would you think that if you know if it is a maybe a shootout between Villa and United for Phillips's services next season what what do you think Villa's chances are of of potentially landing him zero if Manchester United if Manchester yeah. United I mean look it's Manchester United and Manchester United. I know that it's um, they're not look they're not doing very well at the moment, but it's Manchester United. Um, you know, Villa are you know are the big the big club in in our region. No question of that. You know, but Manchester United are, are Manchester United, and Villa are not yet anywhere near yeah. the stage where they could go in for a player and with Man United and get that player if Manchester United are serious about getting that player yeah yeah just um, just on the uh, <laughs> in short yeah, in short yeah no I completely hey, look, I hope, com- completely look, understand I, just, look, just another I'm, point I'm, think... I'm enjoying watching Man United at the moment yeah you know, like, this, um, <laughs> a lot of people are this, 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 this is you know for someone who grew up in the 90s when they yeah. just won everything and you know, everybody, you know, you know, every, you know, school seemed to be half full of, you know, people who'd found a granddad who'd once, you know, stopped at uh, limb services or whatever. You know, it's 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 delightful to see what's happening to them at the moment. But, you know, Man United are still Man United. You know, those those clubs, I mean, obviously Liverpool and, you know, Man United, Liverpool... Arsenal, to a lesser extent, you know, carry that claim of that heritage and that, you know, that history. So, yeah. Hopefully, Man United aren't serious then, and they. Uh, well, I still the think percentage it, I chances still, will be more I than still, zero. I still think it's a difficult. <laughs> I still think it. Yeah. That, 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 that's tough because you know, look. Um, He's going to be Le- sought Le- after yeah, probably Le- by Le- more, Le- isn't he? Leeds are only three points behind Villa in the table, so, um, you know, he, yeah, and and Villa wanted him in. 2019 I don't think he was all that keen um, you know preferred to stay at Leeds even, even though they were in the championship still so yeah I think yeah we'll see what happens yeah see what happens just uh, and, and another story that came out interesting story that came out later last week obviously Tyrone Mings has had the armband this season um, and Gerard's spoken about potentially um that could change next season, depending on who comes through the door in terms of a someone who's a leader or or um, 
or something along them lines. Uh, what, what's your sort of take on on what Gerard said the other day, um, Matt, in terms of sort of moving forward to next season? Well, it was interesting because, uh, as he rightly said, you know, things have not changed since he came in when he was unveiling. He was asked about the captaincy, and he said, "Well, Tyrone's got it in the short term, and we'll analyse it." But I think after five months, we probably just assumed that, you know, he'd analysed it and that Mings was was captain. Um, yeah. It was, yeah, it, it was interesting. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, interesting that he said that, you know, he, if he, you know, wouldn't rule out bringing somebody in who he knew that might take the armband. Uh, that's one to, you know, get the, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the Twitter accounts, you know, scrambling the rumor, to uh, mills, the rumour mills turning. Yeah, that's, that's what Fraser was looking for. Uh, but yeah, um, it, mm, yeah. I mean, he, look, you know, I, 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 Tyrone Mings cops so much. Seems to just cop so much flack these days, and I do think it's a little undeserved. I think um, every time I watch Villa when he's not in the team, they are worse. That said. Um, Individually, I don't think he's had a great season. Um, and I think the question, and it's not just a question that should be directed at him or directed, you know, that he should be in the frame for, but, you know, you, you look, you want looking at players now and are they good enough for top eight, top six? Yeah. You know, that, and um, the difficulty for there with Villa is that you look at the squad and there's probably not many you'd pick out. Um, but um, but yeah, it was uh, yeah it was interesting. I mean you know he, he did praise Mings you know in terms of the you know his his leadership skills but um, but yeah it wasn't exactly a resounding kind of uh, yeah you know yeah so we'll, we'll be interesting to see what happens there be interesting to see what happens there certainly moving forward yeah will be interesting one to keep an eye on um just away from away from the pitch um potentially expecting a well expecting a season ticket fan announcement soon matt have you got any, any more at the moment on that? well you know i think people who uh you know online would, would have seen that there was a fan consultation group meeting last week uh where i believe that you know the the season the plan the proposal for season tickets was, was outlined um, I think in the short that it's likely that they are going to go up by around 10% and they're going to remove some of the zones around the stadium in terms of the category zones, um, to, you know, which will, you know, mean that some prices rise by by more. Um, I, I'm not quite sure when, you know, they're going to an- announce the season ticket details. I, I would suggest that uh, from a PR point of view, after four straight defeats and the heaviest loss of the season, time. it may be, may be a difficult time to do yeah. that. Um, that said, one of the reasons that, uh, or one of the factors that they'll you know, probably be fairly confident in putting the prices up is that they've got a 20,000 people on the season ticket waiting list. Um, you know, so you know, there, there is the demand. Look, you know, it's uh, another sellout on Saturday, just an extraordinary run of, you know, uh, of sellouts now going back to you know 2019 apart from obviously the time when you know games have been played behind closed doors um, 
you know, there's plans to expand the ground. I think there's, you know, you know, watch this space on on, on that as well. Yeah. Um, but it is it is difficult. You know, the one thing I would say is that um, look, Jim, and it's very easy for me to say it doesn't pay to get in. I mean, I think that you know, football in this country is too, you know, across the board is is too expensive. Um, you know, for what it is, essentially. Yeah. Um, but you know, you would say that the clubs in this region, as a rule, are, are some of the better priced. Well, you know, certainly better priced in you know, um, and and Villa Villa have been that as well. Um, you know, obviously, you know, compared to you know other mid-table. Uh, Premier League sides, their tickets are very reasonable because they had three years in the Championship where there were price freezes and they were, you know, you know, trying to encourage people to you know, stick with them, stick in, in, you know, stay in the ground, and you know, so they haven't risen as much as um, as, as 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 at other clubs. So this is perhaps a move to understandably correct that, and and you've got to understand that from the club's point of view. The other argument, and and you know. I get why clubs would say this, and, and there's a point to it, is that if you want kind of a team to challenge in the top six, top eight, at some point you have to pay for it. Yeah. You know, it can't just keep coming out of the, you know, the owner's pockets. So, you know, there's that as well. I mean, we've discussed, I think on this podcast before, the difference in commercial revenues. Um you know they've got to find the balance. That's all I, I would say. You know they've got to find the balance because you know this is not a particularly wealthy region. Uh, you know it's a region that's been, been hit particularly hard by um, you know uh, recession uh, and and obviously you know hit hard by the pandemic as well in terms of jobs. So you know they have to find the balance. Uh, and the other th- point I would make is is that you know this. This energy that's been behind the club really since you know 2019 won't last forever if Villa don't keep progressing, and and that's why we're approaching perhaps a critical period in the in the project. In that, you know, inevitably, if supporters start to believe that uh, you know the, the the club's not going to kick on, that they're just going to stay mid-table, and they're not going to kind of you know, push on and really, you know, challenge the elite, then it becomes a less of a, you know, you do start, you know, they then start to look at, you know, the, what it's costing and and perhaps, you know, you, you start to see numbers drop away. Now, you, you know, it's coming from a fairly big base here because you've got that 20,000 waiting list. But, you know, it's it's tough, you know, it's, it, it, it's tough in the Premier League, you know, when, when, you know, if you hit that ceiling, I mean, Wolves, may face the same problem as well you know that's just the way things are for, for clubs in that in those those middle grounds you, you've got to keep pushing forward so it, it, it it's um you know i think the, the price rises are fairly um you know look we have to see what you know these are proposals at the minute so we have to see what the, what, what um you know what what the uh the final figures are uh before making any firm judgment but but you know it, it's perhaps not a surprise they're going up in the circumstances but, but as I said you know there's a there's a definite balance to be struck there and you know it's uh, um, fan loyalty is not you know is not blind not for all you know not for all support he's always going to have the diehards um, you know and feel that more than most but 
you know, for you know, the, the, you know, the, when they were very good before and challenging in the top six every year under Martin O'Neill, they never drew crowds like they have in the last three years. Um, so that there's something. There's, there's, some, there's something they found something and I'm not quite sure even myself where it's come from I think you know a lot of it was powered by Dean Smith and Jack Grealish both of whom obviously are no longer at the club so as they move into the the next phase shall we say under you know Stephen Gerrard they've got to be careful not to kind of break that kind of connection that's been built to break that kind of uh, yeah to 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 you know, to, uh, to lose that magic, so to speak. So yeah, not easy, not easy. But not uh, easy. this is always gonna this is always gonna be the case. So you know, we'll we'll see what how, how things pan out over the next over the next few months. You certainly will. Just uh, just finally, no uh, no game for Villa this week. A handful of Premier League clubs oh, no, have got yeah, games. Yeah. Um, so two weeks off. Uh, yeah. So and then following week, Leicester, a team that's sort of in and around. Villa at the moment well, before the running yeah you say Leicester have kind of uh, you know have not had a season that you know you would probably you know, they've been the top five the last two seasons um, and that's probably outside the top eight well it is the ninth outside the top eight Leicester always the hardest fixture you could have so the fixture list doesn't soften quite all that much and, and I do think Leicester are you know probably the bit of a false position I do think when you know they've had a lot of injuries I think when they've got a, you know in a normal season they'd be around West Ham and Wolves and if not slightly higher so yeah not not easy but you know they need a they need a win you know they, they can't afford you know another defeat would be five in a row and obviously you know Dean Smith got sacked after that now the same isn't going to happen to Stephen Gerrard but as we said earlier as I said earlier you know he needs you know, it's important that he retains the kind of the goodwill, uh, or take as much of it as possible into the into the summer, because it's going to be easier for him to do what he wants to do. You know, he's in a strong position, so it's it's a fairly big big few weeks coming up. Even though you know, if you look at the table, there's not a huge amount to play for, barring you know a complete capitulation. You know, the worst case scenario for Villa would be, you know, if Burnley were to win a couple of games, Burnley play Villa twice, and to go into those last four or five games thinking, because I actually think Villa have probably got enough points already to stay up. Um, but if you went into the last four or five games thinking, oh, crikey, we might need a win here. Yeah. You know, we haven't won for seven, six or seven, games, seven or eight games. You know, it would, yeah, that wouldn't be ideal. That would... Uh, that would put them, you know, obviously Gerard under under a bit of scrutiny. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know the calm before the storm there of the next <laughs> uh, next few weeks. I think. Yes. Yeah. We'll certainly see how that how that pans out. Are you free Saturday, Matt. You you got anything planned? I'm going to Warsaw on Friday. Oh, I see. Talk about rebuilds. So, so yeah. There's another one. Talk about managers who, you know. Yeah, suggest that the players aren't very good well <laughs> <laughs> you know Stephen Gerrard's got nothing on Michael Flynn that's for sure um, yeah, I, yeah well I uh, hope you enjoy a trip to the Banks on Friday Villa fans 
Hope you enjoy your free Saturday, wherever that might be, whether it's watching non-league or just lounging in the garden or whatever you're planning on doing. As Matt said, it's been a bad run for Villa of late. Um, hopefully, you know, hopefully they can turn it around, and get a few results. That's definitely what they need in the running, um, and that starts with Leicester in a couple of weeks. So we've been here on the ENS Villa podcast. Thank you very much for listening to this episode, and for all the rest of your Villa news, head to expressstar.com. <laughs>